0: Talks, man. I'm doing this intro as if I was David, David Lee Roth, dude. <laughs> Actually, I don't think he ever said "dude." It was mostly "man." But anyway, and man, we're here.
1: I was getting more like Jeff Spicoli, yeah. When you, when you dropped in, dude. There, you can
0: kind of you can kind of see how that's you know a little similar. Like it's got the same edge.
1: It, it it's very similar.
0: Whatever, dude. We're doing the podcast, man. Get what, it together, what, Eddie. What is this, this is podcast about?
1: Is this a Van Halen podcast?
0: Yeah, it's a Van Halen podcast. Okay. Let's go. Uh, oh, by the way, I'm David Lee Roth.
1: And I'm Eddie Van Halen.
0: We're t- here to talk about movies.
1: Get ready for a five-minute fight.
0: Five-minute round one fight. fight. Um, before we get into the fight, I should just say that like that intro was way tamer than David Lee Roth would have ever been. Yeah, yeah. Way I, more sober, I think way tamer, agree. way less exciting. So anyway, Zero
1: cocaine present.
0: I know. Damn. Okay, I'm going to, on the next one, I'm going to try to do a, like, run to the bathroom real quick and do a buttload of drugs, and I'm going to come back and give it another shot. All right. But we're not here to talk about David Lee Roth's drug addiction. We're here to talk about your addiction to Jake Gyllenhaal. Can you start this timer? Thank you, Rod.
1: Uh The film in question that we're fighting about today is Nightcrawler, the 2014 uh, thriller starring Jake e. G as... Uh, an unscrupulous, uh, tabloid journalist of sorts. He's a, an LA camera person who, um, tries to get breaking news footage, uh, at the many crime scenes in the city by any means necessary, including eventually contriving his own crime scenes to, uh, make his career as a journalist. Um, this movie rips. It's so good. Um, It's probably Gyllenhaal's best performance. It's got wonderful supporting performances from the great Rene Russo and the great Riz Ahmed and the late great Bill Paxton. Um, It's just this wonderfully shot, seamy look at at this underworld of, um, you know, debatably uh, unethical business practices in in L.A. journalism. Um, And I know you don't like it, and I don't know why. So uh, explain yourself.
0: You know what? One of the performances that isn't good in this movie. You're gonna say
1: Jake Gyllenhaal, and I yeah. totally disagree because gonna, I think it's fantastic. It's a fantastic performance. But tell me why you think it's bad.
0: I'm gonna quote Sam and say this is just Jake Gyllenhaal doing his normal thing, but with wider eyes. Well,
1: and he's I totally thinner. Agree. He lost a bunch of weight, <laughs> so his angry. eyes just his got his eyes pop out. His, his eyes, eyes. eyes appear to be bigger. Um,
0: you know, I just got really bored when you were doing the synopsis. Oh so God. I think just in general, the premise of this film I didn't find terribly interesting, and then the execution even less so. And yes, Jake Gyllenhaal is a dud. It's a much, as much he's as much of a dud as this whole kind of film is but i'm going to take a different route here, oh actually.
1: really oh wow i'm
0: going to go a different route because as i mentioned to you i am that we are in festival week yes. to record this i am ill prepared today i admit it you heard the <laughs> intro it was really shitty like i'm not i'm not in a good place right now um but here's so here's what i'm going to do i'm going to say this jake gyllenhaal give taylor swift her scarf back that's the route i'm taking
1: uh, mm, okay <laughs> I, give her
0: her scarf back
1: so Nightcrawler the movie <laughs> um which features Jake Gyllenhaal is one key element but one of several elements um I, I lost my train of thought. What are you uh, talking about with the scarf? What do you mean? What is the scarf thing? You haven't thing? heard
0: this? So, I don't you know, know. Taylor I, Swift writes breakup songs, a lot of breakup songs, uh-huh. and she wrote several about Jake Gyllenhaal, including one where he, he, she left her scarf, uh-huh. and mentions in the lyrics that she left her scarf at Jake at Jake Gyllenhaal's sister's house. I mean, she doesn't name names, but we all know who it is. So she left her scarf, clearly, at Maggie Gyllenhaal's, uh-huh. and it's been... like. To this day, Jake Gyllenhaal can't like post something on Instagram or make a comment without there being a comment in the thread of somebody saying "Give Taylor her scarf back." Like it's just to this day he is.
1: Are are we certain that he has not given the scarf back?
0: Well, Maggie Gyllenhaal says she doesn't know what Taylor's talking about, so we do know that. But I'm still gonna say I'm winning this argument based on Jake give Taylor Swift her
1: scarf back. Yeah, I I don't understand how the premise of this though (laughs) is is like. Is one that you find boring. I think that's really fascinating. Um, I
0: do not. I don't. The film, I don't know. It was. It just felt annoying to me. mm. I just felt like it was. You know what bothers me about it, I think, maybe the most, Uh other than the fact that Jake gave Taylor her scarf back, is that. It's trying to be super edgy, and it's trying to be super dark, and I feel like that's also what Jake Gyllenhaal is, like, kind of trying to be, like, a method kind of guy, and it just misses the mark. It feels almost like a joke movie to me, and his performances often feel like a joke movie to me. It feels like, you know, like, a, like that scene in the Robert Altman film where, you know, they like, we're going to, of course, going to cast Julia Roberts, and then, you, see, you know, Julia Roberts comes in, she's in prison. It's that kind of a, like, it feels like a Hollywood spoof of a spoof. Wow. I think it's real dumb.
1: Uh, I don't agree. And I, I think it's just because the movie is so technically, you know, interesting to me. I mean, yeah. it's shot by the great Robert Elswit, the great cinematographer who shot like There Will Be Blood and a bunch of other Paul Thomas Anderson movies.
0: Those are great films. Yeah. I mean, th- they this are. is a shame for him.
1: Well, no, because I, th- I, th- I think it's really nice looking. I, I really am captivated by all the performances. I think they all work. I think the script is sharp. I think it's I, I don't see it. Straining to be dark. I don't think it's trying overly hard to be edgy, like in that sort of like Gaspar. No way. I'm gonna jab a thumb in your eye, sort of way. Yeah, but it is like dark I also subject think what matter. What a
0: different filmmaker to bring up right now. I don't. I think that that's. These are two different worlds. And I wish this was a little more. Like I do wish it were. It's that thing where. You know, it's just, it feels a little out of touch. Mm. That's the thing. I think it feels a little out of touch. It feels like, well, hey, this is what's dark. This is what Hollywood thinks is dark. This is what Jake Gyllenhaal thinks is dark. And it's just not, I didn't have fun watching it. And I will tell you, I did go into this thing with an open mind. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't like this pudding face, mm-hmm. but I did go into it with an open mind. Jake, give Taylor his scarf back. Say you
1: don't you have to call it his pudding face.
0: <laughs> Look how upset Corey gets when I make fun of his boyfriend. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh,
1: Did I mention it's festival week?
0: <laughs> hey, it's festival week. Um, all right. I know what I said about his performance, but it still works so well for the movie. And so Rachel does have a very solid argument against Jake Gyllenhaal.
1: Of about, about taylor swift not getting her scarf back um so plus plus fifty thousand points for that it really makes you think um but i also think it the movie does
0: sort of mean to come off as a parody of sorts at least some sort of social satire at least about the 24 7 news industry um but yeah Corey came out of the gate pretty strong with this one just three words this movie rips completely <laughs> agree um plus a million points for cory um yeah rachel loses Corey Whatever. Whatever. I think you guys have the tone all wrong here, and I actually don't. I'm not sure the filmmaker or Jake Gyllenhaal know what the tone is. No, it's like I, they're I, se- searching for the tone. Whatever. Give us the scarf back. You can't see it, but we're all saying this with really wide eyes, just like <laughs> wide open <laughs> like coyotes. Mine will only open so far right now, Sam, but I'm trying.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Reflections. Wind
1: chimes.
0: I'm changing the name of the segment just today. Okay. To the Rachel is fucking pissed segment.
1: Can we keep the wind chimes?
0: Yeah, we can keep the wind chimes. Can they be? Can you make some brutal wind chimes? Can you interpret that <laughs> <for> <laughs> brutal wind chimes or like really raggly old wind chimes? Because I am pissed. Uh oh. I'm just gonna dish right now. Okay. So this is a this is definitely a reflection, but it's a reflection on like two days ago. Uh oh. And um I'm just gonna hit you with this and I'm not gonna name any names. Well actually I'm gonna come out of the gate naming some names. I'm gonna I'm gonna pat some people on the back before I get really pissed off. Okay. I want you to know that IFC films have been amazing.
1: This, they th- usually are.
0: This go around of festival planning. Um they have put several films in competition. Uh-huh. Really love that from a distributor. Um they have been very supportive and last night when jury links were, were a little bit acting a little funny, I had um my friend Danielle at, at IFC actually jumped on the computer at 1 o'clock in the morning, answered wow. my email, got links. I mean, that, that's
1: That's very that's nice. Amazing. That's very nice. Um,
0: Neon's been great, too, this year. Love them. And, you know, A24, you know, we have a complicated relationship, even though I'm friends with a couple of folks at A24. I, I but, love you, A24. <laughs> we have a complicated relationship. They know that. Um, but... But they've been really good about getting us Zola. And I will say this. They're not not getting us anything that they're getting other people. Right. You know, they're just sort of they're, – they're sitting on their uh, on their list right now. Like
1: There's, a lot of other studios in the industry, we're all kind of in a wait and see what happens sort of moment.
0: I'm not mad at J-24. I get it. I get it. But there is another distributor out there, but I want you to know, pulled a film. <laughs> They pull. I'm not going to name the film. It's not one of the. It's not one of the standouts. Okay. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So I'm not going to name the film. I'm not going to name the distributor because I'm it try, I'm trying to make up with them right now.
1: It's rather late in the game for a but, film to be pulled.
0: Corey, they pulled the film during the festival. Right. They, this is the first time. I, this is the email I sent back. This is the first time. In my 15-year tenure at Sidewalk, but from what I know in the 23 some odd years that Sidewalk's been around, that a film has been pulled this close to the festival, and certainly during festival week.
1: Yeah, that's 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 lame.
0: So yeah, they pulled the film. Then the reason given was that they couldn't get a DCP made in time. So our friend Sam here jumped on and said, "I'll make the DCP for you." Uh-huh. And then they tr- they ghosted me. They're behaving like we're on Bumble together. <laughs> When they're a damn... They're representing a film. And you know what? It's a shame. It's a shame for the film. Mm-hmm. It's a shame for the filmmaker. This thing is a shit show. Yeah. So anyway, I'm just here, tired, and bitching. <laughs> now, you remember uh-huh. a couple of years ago when another film... No. Almost th- got pulled. I
1: mean, I think I know what you're referring to, yes. and that was a calamity.
0: That was a calamity. We're not going to mention that film's name either because it got worked out, and so and this was a big distributor. Yes, this was a big one. This was this was a guess it. There's plenty of them. Streaming service. Sure. All right. Um. And this got pulled, and but it got we we got it fixed. Yes. So I'm not. You know, we're not gonna. Hate, but boy, I just distributors y'all. Do y'all know what these programmers are going through during <laughs> damn festival week? But also just even leading up. Don't tell people they can have something and then take it away. The program is printed.
1: Yes, it the is. The tickets
0: have been sold. Mm-hmm. People are excited about this. We've talked about this film. We talked about it as sneak peek. I mean, this is this is nuts. Anyway, um, it's this is sort of an angry reflections, if you will, on just the process and and how much it. it's a bummer here's the other thing Uh uh-huh just a reminder to everybody that for every slot in the festival there are films that want to be in the slots yeah so when you pull a film and by the way this film went to jury Mm. and we paid for delivery on this film Mm. like they have gotten payment from us to you know deliver the film to us and by the way that's a handling charge in there too just for their time right so and this film went to jury so this is and, and at this point jurors are getting on planes starting tomorrow and friday yeah it's just and we're here on a Wednesday, right? So we're just you know forty-eight hours away from jurors putting their feet into Birmingham, and we can't give them another film now, right? So this takes the spot of a film that is that could have been considered by our jury for a thousand-dollar prize, and of course laurels that people are proud of. So anyway, just just venting a little bit as I mentioned, but also this is a one of the a, one of the big bummers about programming, right? You know.
1: Sometimes things just don't work out completely out of your control. And sometimes, like this, people seem to go out of their way to make it even more difficult than it already is.
0: Yeah, without any real consideration. And and, and again, I, I will admit, I don't know what's really going on. Sure. I don't for one second think that we can't get a DCP made. I'm not... Stupid. There, there's I mean, there, some other issue, especially I'm sure. when we have somebody willing to make the D C V. So yeah, there's some other issue, and, and perhaps they can't talk about that. But there's also a way, just to be frank, and say there's a lot going on with this film. Mm-hmm. We can't talk about it. We're so sorry. But this was this. I think this is part of the the frustration is that I got a at least with the last film we got a film we got an email from the filmmaker sure. that was dire. That was like, we're doing everything we can on our end to pull this from the fire. We want you to know this is happening. We don't agree with it. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, and it, yeah, was, yeah. it was very, I felt like it was earnest. And I felt like it was, you know, with, with some depth and severity that they were framing things. But the film, the film in question today, it was an email that was very casual. That is kind of, you know, and it was like, hey, I'm so sorry to say we're not going to be able to play the film with you anymore.
1: During the festival week. During
0: the festival week. I mean,
1: it's hard out there for everybody, y'all. Come on. Like, yeah. a little a little consideration would be appreciated.
0: So it, what a what a bummer! And in addition to that, I will say that one of the roles, and I think you probably experienced experiences a little. You experience it a little less. Mm-hmm. Sorry for being a little bit all over the place here, but you experience a little less being you know a programmer that doesn't do as much communication with right. filmmakers as, as I do. Yes, that's true. Um, and so you you don't get as much of this. But I tell you, the job of a programmer. Job of a creative director at a film festival or cinema. One of the qualifications is is to be a fucking stalker. (laughs) I mean, and you you've definitely witnessed this. I have. Where we can't get something and we can't get something, and it's just. I mean, it's. I feel. I I use the word stalker all the time. I'm like, I'm so sorry to stalk you. It is just insane the amount of communication that even one film in a lineup takes. Yeah now there are you know there's a significant percentage of the lineup that's really easy. don't get me wrong, I'm sure, not, this, sure, is, sure. this is not martyr time or anything.
1: We, we have filmmakers submit their films to us for consideration, so we have a pretty wide uh pool of of applicants or or you know films submitted to us that we look at and you know choose for the lineup,
0: yeah and And even some distributor held films or what have you sure. very easy going, very smooth. but I would say a good sixty percent of a lineup of any lineup and that's from that's from the distributor sort of sought out after films and from films that come to us organically but about sixty percent of that lineup, the amount of communication it takes for each and every one of those films is pretty intense yeah and so <laughs> it's it's just something I think that a lot of times people, don't necessarily see until you do it right um, And so that anyway it's poor distributors if you're listening anybody working for a distribution company please 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 it is such poor form to pull films like this and if you're going to have to do it and I understand there's going to come a time when you have to do it doing it with some level of communication and severity in your tone and maybe even picking up the phone and actually calling and talking through it mm-hmm. would be really great. Another thing that happens frequently that can be frustrating as you mentioned films come to us organically and that's that's certainly the case but they they can still be pulled. Sure. So filmmakers even if you think that there's a big good distribution deal around the corner and you don't want to you don't want to mess with the festival, you know, it's really poor form to pull a film once it's been announced, but if you absolutely have to, again, that's a jump on the phone. That's a please treat it with severity. It is, it's a very difficult thing to do, and you are taking a spot from another filmmaker potentially. Yeah. Most likely. Um, and then, you know, certainly uh, this is the other little game that I think some folks play, and please don't do this. And this goes to sales agents, this goes out to filmmakers, this goes out to distributors. Please don't submit films to a film festival and then ask for a fee. <laughs> 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 and you know what I'm talking about, Corey. I do. So and if you if you you know if you're submitting your film and you want it to be considered and you get you know however you submit it whether that's through via a fee waiver or that's paying the fee to enter the festival put in the, and you plan to ask for a fee put it in the notes on on the submission platform whether that's through Film Freeway or a proprietary submission form like or proprietary submission process that like sure. some festivals have. There is always a notes section. Just put in the notes if I'm accepted, I am going to ask for a fee for this film.
1: Yeah, I mean that's <laughs> that's a budgetary consideration. I mean that's necessary. Sidewalk, uh, especially this year of all years, doesn't just have like stacks of money just to hand out filmmaker, you know, film fees um, if you just happen to ask for one. I mean that's just not possible.
0: And it affects the process yeah. because you want films that get fees. Don't go the same route. They can't be. They can't go to jury. Sure. Um, For us, they can't go to jury. At least I know some festivals are different, but they can't go to jury for us, and that's the case for a lot of festivals. They just have a different trajectory, and oftentimes, by the time you ask for the fee, fees are spent. Right. But more than that, I have found, and it's not just me being stubborn, but I have found that I am less inclined to offer you a fee if you ask for it after you've submitted. You just, I'm just less inclined. Because you submitted, you went through the organic process. We considered you in a particular way. We considered you for jury. We considered. We did. We did a lot of things, and then and now you want a fee. So again, ask for the fee up front. Don't ask for the fee after. So anyway, this has been now turning into tips and tricks for filmmakers, distributors, and sales agents. But um, just a little peek inside the frustrating process during festival weeks.
1: So. Well, it sounds like Fest Week's going great.
0: You know what? It's it's actually not bad. It's going great, except for this one little bitch right yeah, now. Yeah.
1: Well. Uh, all things one, considered, y'all. there's all, always one y'all. If this is if this is the the one major speed bump of this week, I mean not to belittle it, but considering everything going on in the world, if this is the one, I, well, that's probably there's pretty another
0: okay. speed bump, and it's called a international pandemic. Right.
1: I mean that's what I'm saying. Like
0: <laughs> a global fucking pandemic.
1: So uh, mask don't up, pull y'all. your
0: films from a lineup when we're in the middle of a global pandemic. Yes, please. please. Anyway, I'm done bitching. This was Reflection slash Rachel's really fucking pissed.
1: (laughs) Sorry, I just took a drink of my smoothie.
0: Planet smoothie attack.
1: Yeah, it is a smoothie o'clock here in the Sidewalk uh, (laughs) podcast recording studio. Side Talks. That's the name of the podcast. What's the
0: rival? Are we the Planet Smoothie Jamba Juice?
1: Oh, yeah. So that's a good
0: one, but yeah. I've got a different outro okay.
1: anyway. Well, thanks for listening to Side Talks, everybody, and uh, <laughs> welcome to this outro. Smoothies this is really delicious. shitty
0: outro. We're your own personal cinematic ET and Mac.
1: Okay. I. Hmm.
0: You know what Mac and me is, right?
1: Mm hmm. I'm just trying to think. Like, I guess I, I, I haven't had McDonald's in a long time. <laughs> And I haven't had Reese's pieces in a long time, so
0: uh, yeah, and probably best. Yeah, probably oh,
1: best. yeah. Neither one sure.
0: is good. I just love though that McDonald's comes along and goes, "Et, we want to do something like that."
1: We we want our own Et. Can you do that, bargain basement filmmaker? And he was like, "Yeah, we got this little fucked up puppet here. Would that be okay <laughs> for your movie?"
0: Also, I challenge anyone anyone listening to this podcast right now if you can film yourself watching that scene where that little puppet thing dances on the counter at McDonald's and it, by the way if you just do a search for Mac and me scene that's probably the first thing that's going to come up yeah. it's the birthday sequence and that little puppet thing is dancing on the counter at McDonald's if you can watch that scene and film yourself without laughing we will give you $20 bill. A $20 uh, bill.
1: You heard it here first. Rachel will give you a $20 we bill.
0: can't do it though. There's no way you can watch. I've seen that scene 50 times, and I have yet to make it all the way through without laughing.
1: Yes, it's ridiculous. That puppet is crazy.
0: Anyway, thanks to Batwell Studios. We appreciate them listening to us talk and make us sound better than we do and all their expertise. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this has been a a week.
1: (laughs) You've got this, like, (laughs) dead-eyed stare. You just stare into the middle distance. You know what
0: it's like. It's as if I'm Jake Gyllenhaal in a film called Nightcrawler.
1: I mean, almost like that, except, you know. <laughs>
0: my performance is better? Oh, my God. Ba-da-bum. All right. That's bye. a reference to See the y'all fight. Later. Bye. Batwell Studios Podcast Division. Your words, our expertise.